and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 93, and on this week's show, we are going to be discussing Mortal Kombat, the uh, latest and greatest in uh, video game movies. It's going to be huge. Can't wait to talk about it. But before we get into movies, let me introduce my co-hosts. Tom, how is it going, ma'am? It's going good. Covered in dirt. Been um, cleaning out the gutters and picking weeds today. Wow. Such a dad. Such a dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Travis, how are you doing, man? I've been doing well. This is round two for Matt and I. Mm -hmm. We're recording this about 20 minutes after finishing the digest. Oh, no way. So it's going to be a short episode is what you're saying. No, we're in (laughs) it. We're nice and warm. Yeah, Mm. this is going to be, we're going to be firing on cylinders we've never (laughs) fired on before. (laughs) The first two. Yep. Um, First things first, though, Tom. Last time we uh, we met, you had said you were getting tired of waiting for a PlayStation Five, and you were maybe gonna pull the trigger on oh, an yeah. Xbox. Oh, what yeah. happened, man? What happened? Uh, I'm so disappointed in you. I dropped I'm the so nuke. So proud of you. <laughs> I I made the move. I'm an, a proud owner of an Xbox Series X. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty uh, sweet. Did you did you buy any games or are you just playing Apex on it? What's the, um, what's the situation? I didn't buy any games. I used my new access to Game Pass to download a ton of games for free. It's only one game you need. That's kind of true, but yes, uh, <laughs> I did get some other games. I started playing Control on Friday night, which I had. So Control is one of those games that I bought for PlayStation and never played. And was like, this is going to be really dumb when I buy an Xbox and then I just never play that game or I have to buy it a second time because, I mean, there's no way I'm ever plugging in the PS4 again. I just don't I don't see a world in which that happens. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but there it was right on Game Pass for free. So, you know, uh, that's the best you can ask for. Uh, and uh, so yeah, how's the game? Control's cool. It's it's creepy. Uh, just playing it alone, you know, at night with the headphones on. It's pretty uh, atmospheric. I don't know. You guys ever play that game? It's been out for a year or so, right? No. No, I never did. Yeah. Want to. I heard it's really good. It's very cool. Um, still really early on picking up, like, new mechanics and stuff. But uh, just, like, the, the lore and the... Uh, you know, like the messages that you find around and sort of like the world building that doing is, is super cool. Um, I downloaded a bunch of other ones too. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were, but, um, you know, games I've wanted to play for a while, um, uh, like, uh, Ori and the blind forest and Ori and whatever the second one is. Yeah. Uh, those are both game pass games. Um, that little, uh, that other sort of Metroidvania game where you're, um, an insect, I think in a forest. Hollow Knight. Yeah. Hollow Knight. That one was, that one's on game pass. Yeah. Really the only thing that I'm going to miss is, uh, all the souls games and God of war, assuming the next one's as good as the last one. Cause the last one was awesome. And all of your uh, progress and stats and cosmetics on uh, your Apex account. 
I do miss that. I do miss that. <laughs> I mean, I traded it for a 4K badge with Pathfinder, but um, <laughs> but uh, man, should have had the 20 bomb too. But I I fucked up on the very last guy. Mm, I, I would have had the whole way. team down. It would have been the 20, but I, I finished with 17 anyway. Um, yeah, it's cool. I I mean, um. I, I'm still like not fully comfortable with the controller that I bought, but um, I'm I'm very close. So how does Apex feel though? Is it a improvement for you? A yeah, I mean it loads up so quickly. Like I can tell already that there are going to be things that are just going to work better. Like when I play with you and uh, Tyler, you guys are always like in the next menu before I am. Like I always show up and you've already mm. said like half your sentence, and. Uh, I can just tell it's because the PS4 was slower. It looks right. better. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting 60 frames, nonstop. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Matt, did you hear the big news? Season nine drops on Tuesday. New permanent mode: Apex mm -hmm. Arenas, three v three, Valorant, CS:GO style Apex. It's gonna be huge. 3v3? Mm-hmm. Huh. One team versus one team. No third partying, no battle royale. You play, like, I think it's ultimate, well, yeah, best of nine, but you, you have to, like, win by two or something like that. Is it just, like, deathmatch style, or is it, like, plant a bomb, like, counter -style? Uh, It's pretty much deathmatch style. Like, you can get, there's no respawning. If you get knocked, you can get picked back up, but if you get full killed, doesn't matter. And then, yeah, whoever wins the round gets the point for that round, and you just keep playing rounds until there's a winner. Huh. Man, I'm full, fully off of it at this point. I couldn't care less what uh, what's going on in Apex sad. world. Sad, sad, sad. <laughs> um, it's a well, shame. Yeah. I'm on, on the Warzone. maybe war zone uh, pull you back in with this new mode. No, not interested. <laughs> Sounds lame, honestly. But you're you're loving Warzone, right? Loving Warzone. Grand still loving there. Warzone. <laughs> Dude, I the meta that. is all shook up. It's crazy. It's yeah, like a whole new I game. I mean, I've been playing it, but uh, I hate that game. I don't know why people like it. The way it, the style of play is just so dumb to me. I don't know. It's I guess it's personal preference, but fuck Warzone. <laughs> just gotta <laughs> just gotta get good, dude. <laughs> Uh, no, you just got to camp up on a fucking building and uh, destroy everyone coming in from the storm. Nah. Like a little bitch. Nah, you got to play. Yeah. You got to play uh, your environment. Circle's going to get pulled off that building eventually. You got to tactically position yourself, wait for them to parachute off the building. Well, Bones I don't up. play. I'm not in-game leader when I play Warzone, so I blame my teammates. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> Well, Tom, glad to see you've joined uh, uh, the new generation. Might not be on the same side of history as me, but, mm -hmm. you know, we're here. We've arrived. Travis, you still got some ways to go. Although you do have an X, you have a one X, right? Yeah, I do. Um, plan on getting a Series X here soon. I'm just not as eager as you two to get the next console. Matt, do you have, um, did you get that new Housemark game for PS5? It looks pretty sweet. No, I probably will, but I, I got I bought MLB the show, even though it's on Game Pass, which I still pay for for some reason. 
Um, but no, How I are you liking the show, Matt. It's I've awesome. Been a little bit. I like it a lot. I, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Plays great. Um, looks pretty good. Not you know, it's not like amazing on PS5, but looks good. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been working through franchise mode, doing a little bit it's, of Diamond Dynasty. Yeah, it's nice having a baseball game again, though, especially being a uh, Xbox fan. Right, because it's been the only the only game in town for like fifteen years, basically. Unless you want like RBI baseball, but yeah, or like way that, different. I forget what it's called, that Sluggers game or whatever. I forget. But oh, yeah, yeah, nothing really compares to the the big title the real of the deal. show. Yeah. Yep, I'm enjoying it, Tom. I'll probably pick it up, but I also want to get new Pokemon Snap. So, I don't know. That is going to be huge. <laughs> I just don't know. We'll see. I, re- I remember when that first one came out, I just had to have it, and I played it all weekend, and then I didn't touch it after that for, like, ever. <laughs> it's a fun... It was a fun game to revisit, like, as an adult. Like, I think I played it in college and had a good time with it. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. That's one of those so, games. So much you can do, you yeah. Know, before it's like, yeah, I've taken great pictures of all these things. Uh, <laughs> right. I can only I'm try and sure. hit this Geo dude <laughs> in the head so many times. <laughs> <laughs> try and make it evolve or whatever the, the like, um, yeah, uh, tips and tricks to like trigger the events or whatever. But yeah, no, we'll see. Mostly just playing Warzone. Uh, haven't been ta- playing a ton of games because my. Um, my parents were just in town for nine days, so we uh, went to St. Augustine. That's a pretty cool town. Checked out a couple breweries, uh, walked around, saw the sights. It's a very touristy place, but pretty cool. A lot of history there. And uh, we walked around the neighborhood a little bit, so I got a greater appreciation for you know where I've been living because we really haven't done any like exploring since covid but you know Haley and i got our first shots and would be more cautious but with my parents being here and them being fully vaccinated we were like yeah we got the one shot protection yeah and you know we were still wearing our masks uh except when we were at our table or whatever and tried to stay away from crowds so had a good time you guys would not believe how much beer was consumed in this house. So <laughs> before my parents got here, Haley and I went to Costco and we got two 48 packs of Coors Light, like the pints, like the twist top pints. That lasted about three days. Um, <laughs> there was another 12 pack of Coors, another 18 pack of Coors. There was a 12 pack of Yingling. There was a six pack of Tecate Especial. It's like a new, or not, not Tecate, Dos Equis Especial that my dad picked up. Um, I had a couple IPAs. It all, it all got drank in those nine days. My parents uh, know how to put them back. So that's incredible. It's a good time. <laughs> Sounds like um, it. Yeah. Weather cooperated. It was nice. It only rained like once, but my, my parents got to see like a, florida thunderstorm and torrential rain for like 20 minutes so you know the perfect amount just so they can say they saw it and then it went back to being nice so uh yeah pretty good little visit that was most of what i've been up to just uh spending time with uh with the fam they just left a couple days ago so back to normal life (laughs) (laughs) so uh tom's been gaming i've been hanging travis anything new yeah 
Uh, I did go to the Mariners game yesterday. That was the first one in a while. They're doing a limited capacity Mm -hmm. with my buddy Michael. Uh, Angel scored like eight runs in the first three innings, so it was pretty much over as it started. (laughs) So that was kind of disappointing. But it was still, uh, I guess it was still kind of fun to go. We didn't even stay for the whole game just because... Wanted to catch another brewery before it closed, and it was uh, that was uh, more appealing than staying for the rest of the game. Mm. That makes sense. That's the problem with baseball, man. What? It's hard to come back from a deficit. No, just like every baseball I've been to, or every baseball game I've been to, at, at about the end of the fourth inning, I'm like, let's go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, boring. This is totally uninteresting. Let's go do something else right now. Anything, really. Brutal. Not I love watching baseball. <laughs> I always make the people I'm with go get me like beer and hot dogs and stuff so I don't have to leave the stands. Got to catch every action-packed minute. Every pitch. Yes. <laughs> oh, every hey, you might miss ball. something, though, if you, if you don't. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that (laughs) Well, jealous Travis I'm looking forward to getting back into a ballpark sometime We'll we'll see when I make it happen But uh, anything else to report on your end? I went to Great Notion again That was a uh, grand old time Tried a few new ones Got a uh, $17 can of beer there Can't wait to try it (laughs) That's your addicted Mm, yeah, you. I don't blame you, fiend. I love this. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, I don't know. Just Makes can't me happy. get enough. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, how about uh, how about we get into our featured review? How's that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to be talking Mortal Kombat. We have a clip. Let's go ahead and listen in. Fight! No Harry Potter. Who's that? Cute. Real cute. <laughs> Let's see you try down again. <laughs> that the only move you know, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put a shirt on, Magic Mike. All right, so... Mortal Kombat is directed by Simon McQuoad. I don't know if that jabroni has done anything else, but um, here he is. Plot synopsis is MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Film stars Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, Josh Lawson, Joe Taslam, a bunch of jabronis, um, and Hiroyuki Sonata, who you'll have to listen to the Digest episode to see the connection there, but he's huge. Um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I can go first. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> did not like the combat. Hated the story. 
Uh, it's also missing the one thing that I would like kind of get excited about in a Mortal Kombat movie. I don't know if I should say it, but um, you know, it's kind of like a the central piece of a Mortal Kombat plot. <laughs> I think we uh, should at the end do like a little five minute spoiler thing to talk about a couple things. So sure, uh, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and I didn't like any of the characters. Uh, maybe one. I, I'll give it. I'll give one character. Uh, Which one? A nod. The guy from the prologue. Oh, okay. Prologue was the best part of the movie. Uh, uh I mean, there was a couple other good parts, but. Yeah, that was one of the highlights, I would say. It was my favorite part. It's when you I... were most invested, the first five minutes. Yes. <laughs> After that, it was uh, <laughs> steep and slippery downhill. I, I kind of, like, I, I didn't dislike the prologue, but I feel like it feels tonally out of place from the rest of the movie. Because, mm-hmm. like... I, I, this movie is trying <laughs> to take itself, it. <laughs> it's trying to take itself more seriously, definitely than the other Mortal Kombat movie, like the nineties one. So it's like, I either wish the movie would have just tried to be serious Mortal Kombat. Like that might not have been what I wanted, but at least, you know, it would have been going for something, mm-hmm. but this movie is still dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. it, it's not it's misleading i think that prologue is misleading for the rest of the film because uh turns out it's real fucking dumb uh (laughs) we you know you gotta have the characters say their lines from the video game in like the most awkward stupid way possible um the plot is lame and makes no sense um the characters are all unlikable uninteresting i thought kano was okay he was no. annoying as hell, but <laughs> he was a couple moments where I was like, this guy, you know, is like somehow the best part of this movie. Yes, exactly. Somehow I don't know how, this guy is, <laughs> but I, I'm enjoying him more than anyone else. I hated his comedic relief. Well, it was bad. Like, well, it's not funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe one out of every five got me. The other maybe. four were train wreck <laughs> jokes. At least he had a personality. You know what I mean? That is true. Nobody yeah, else the, in this movie has a personality. The main guy that we're supposed to follow and kind of oh relate to, God, he so was boring. so boring. Yeah. God. <laughs> it was like eating sand. That's what I equate <laughs> his experience, my experience with him. He's just so lame. And it's just such a generic character. He has no charisma. Um, I... I didn't hate the movie, I will say. I did have some fun with it. I liked the gore. Like, I liked some of the fight sequences. Not that it was, like, particularly well choreographed, but it wasn't bad. And the movie looks decent. Like, you know, uh, it's got a decent-sized budget, and the CG effects were serviceable. You know, the core fight choreography was, was enjoyable and fine. Like, I, I don't know, man. I thought a lot of it looked... I, I guess more in the sense of the like the choreography of the fight scenes and stuff. I thought it looked really clunky and well, super um, choppy too. They cut like every two seconds. But I didn't really. And I thought some of the costuming be... looked 
cheap. Groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, costuming, uh, it's kind of all over the board. Um, the our, our main character, Cole Young, his, like, so without being too specific, like, they have, like, powers that they activate through training. Like, that's how Liu Kang can shoot fireballs and shit, you know? And his power is, like, one, it's a lame power. And two, it just looks bad. Looks like, bad. aesthetically, it's just... Yeah. The, the effects aren't good, but it also is just silly looking. Like, it's it's not cool, you know? Well, like, and- Sub-Zero looks cool. He looks like an idiot. <laughs> The who is this hammer guy? He was a joke. He was some of the faces good. he would make, and like just how boring of a character he was. Like, I don't know why he was even in the movie. Honestly, like the other guy, the um, the dude who knows Kano. There was something to that guy. I was like, okay, this guy's kind of fun. As a oh, little... Cabal. Yeah, Cabal. I was just Bloodhound from. Uh... Uh, (laughs) basically purple blood their their interaction though was pretty bad when they were um talking through that like force field type thing Mm -hmm. you know i'm talking about Mm -hmm. that whole exchange was pretty bad but yeah uh i would say that i felt pretty similar to you guys um but i did have pretty low expectations uh doesn't mean i'm gonna give it a free pass or anything but yeah a couple cool moments um but the story the acting most of the characters all pretty bad yes and i liked some of the silliness like i like the over the top like fatality kills right like there's one mm-hmm. in particular where the dude with the hat like his hat mm. gets stuck in the ground like oh, a the, saw and then that the person gnarly. the person gets <laughs> sawed in half like that one was good Someone, i was not expecting that in a, a movie of like this um like yeah this like in the in popularity or whatever in uh like pop culture Mm -hmm. i mean but to be fair that's what mortal Kombat is known for is like ever since the beginning it's always been in the like true the the reason why it initially came into the limelight was because of those fatalities and it even like it went to I don't know if it went to the Supreme Court, but you know, like there was a, a trial about like a, an obscenity trial about violent video games, and Mortal Kombat was like the main offender during that time. You know what I mean? So it's like that's what yeah, this series is known for is its over the top gore. I haven't played a lot of the new ones, but I know as graphics have gotten better, that they've just gotten crazier and crazier kills. Mm hmm. Yes, they try to make it more and more realistic, more and more over the top. So, like, you know, I I had sporadic fits of fun with this movie, uh, but it just, it was so hard to get invested in the characters. And, like, with the movie as dumb as this, there are some things I can let go, but then there were other, like, plot mechanics that just annoyed the shit out of me like one example like not in spoilers it's not that big of a deal but Raiden has the power apparently to teleport anyone anywhere and that's used to set up like a series of like video game 
ass looking fights, right? Because like everybody fights in their <laughs> own like unique area and they have a unique opponent. But I, as soon as that happened, I was like, why not just teleport all of these people into a, a fucking volcano or something? Like, <laughs> if you can teleport anyone anywhere, why bother going through all this trouble? Like, it just it's one of those plot holes that you're not supposed to think about, but. Once I made that connection in my head, I was just like, oh, my God, this movie is so stupid. There's a couple moments like that, but I don't know. I, I like Travis, had pretty low expectations, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I had a decent time with it. I was annoyed by a lot of it, and the characters are, are nothing, but... I was entertained. I mean, what more? I don't know what more I could have asked for, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I also don't really like the idea of them trying to make this into a movie franchise. It just feels so desperate. Like, oh, we need an existing IP that we can spread out and make sequels to. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, and that's part of the reason why I think this movie it's one of its biggest weaknesses is that without being specific it by the end of it does just feel like it's setting up another movie. Right. Mm -hmm. So on its own, it makes this movie even worse because I'm just not interested in the angle that this movie takes. It tries to be interesting. Like it tries to maybe subvert your expectations in a sense, but once you realize it's all just set up for another movie, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not actually interesting. You're just making me wait for the good stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's frustrating. Um, mm -hmm. But I thought the costuming, like some people look really bad. Like the more CG heavy characters look stupid. Um, but like Sub-Zero, I thought looked pretty dope. Like I liked his costume and how it wasn't as like cartoony as like the 90s one you know like there's a certain mm -hmm. charm to that movie um but i liked that this movie kind of strayed away from the like classic video game rendition of these characters you know like sub-zero right. wasn't wearing like a blue you know gear or whatever those things are actually called that, that did wears. that did just remind me of something though and i don't know the games well enough to know if that happens in the game or not but reptile in the movie i thought was really dumb Oh, yeah, he looked bad. And I kind of, I was like, what is this thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is supposed to be Reptile. But, yeah, that was one of the moments where the CG, like the digital effects, yeah, definitely took me out of the film because I was like, this is a silly-looking lizard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I can't really remember what he looks like in the games because I, I haven't like played. Scorpion in um, Sub-Zero, but he's green. At least mm. in the old games, he just has a instead of yellow and blue, it's it's green. It's green, right? Yeah, he but he he might at one point like turn into an actual reptile in one of the games. I don't know. I don't remember. He looked like shit though. Reptile was dumb. Um, <laughs> Raiden underused too. Raiden's a cool character, and I thought you know, uh, the way he looked in this movie and was portrayed was was fine. There just wasn't enough of him. I didn't um, like him, but I don't remember what no, Raiden was really like, like in the old one either. He's a white guy in the in the nineties one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
But I mean, was uh, that's, he that's an one asshole? Plus about this movie? <laughs> At least it wasn't a uh, oh, like whitewashing, yeah. a Johnny Cage <laughs> fest. <laughs> um, I thought Liu Kang was okay. He was probably one of the better, better characters. That dude is ripped. Oh yeah, like, holy shit! I mean, so was Liu Kang in the in the '90s one though too. No, that I know, but was... this guy had this weird like he was very. Um, Live, something about him. I was like, this this guy is crazy looking. Yeah, uh, Liu Kang was cool. Uh, Kung Lao, he's the silly hat guy. He wasn't great. Wasn't a huge Kung Lao fan. Um, no, I loved the jokes about him though. Some of Kano's burns on Kung Lao were some of the best <laughs> jokes in the in the movie. Yeah, with all of his misses, so those were one of his few his few hits. His <laughs> the the roast section. <laughs> um. But yeah, Kano, I mean, we can mention it in spoilers, but his character's arc, pretty unsatisfying. Um, Sonya, I thought, was barely more interesting than the main character. Like, her character's <laughs> arc was so uninteresting, and that actress is just, I don't know, she's she's not very uh, charming. Jax was okay like i didn't i, I like the actor that they cast for Jax, but his character mm-hmm. arc was so stupid with his like little puny arms that they give him and then his like powers activate and somehow his power is like oh i turned my little puny arms into super ripped robot arms like it just doesn't make sense like he had a pretty good uh kill moment though see that's the thing the kills were awesome the stuff the that uh kill. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of spoiler, but uh, I, I I don't know. I was bored, honestly. Even during those fights, those kills, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen stuff like that in video games and other. I don't know. You just need to. They need to do something more than expect that that was gonna like be enough to impress the viewer. I think. Gotta have that fan service though, Tom. Well, fan service is fine, but like, anyway, nah, carry on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was about to talk about. The fight scenes. One might be spoilery. Oh, um, the character from the prologue. He, the stuff that he does with his, uh, weapon of choice i don't want to be too specific in case people care but his fight sequences i thought were pretty cool i liked uh, the stuff they do with the knife on a rope thing throwing that mm-hmm. around pretty neat um so i don't know i got what i wanted out of it honestly it was it was better than i thought it was gonna be but also you know, like my expectations were so low and I went into it expecting it to be worse. So the fact that I kind of enjoyed it was like, you know, a welcome surprise for me. But I'm not definitely didn't love the movie. I just had a decent time with it. Lots of things annoyed me, but I don't know. I do still think I prefer the 90s one. While although it's probably objectively a worse movie. One, there's a nostalgia factor. And two, it's just so silly, like rubber Goro and Johnny Cage being such a giant 
douche who can't act is just like all the acting is, is significantly worse than the original and there's a camp factor to it you know what i mean that this movie doesn't have right other than that though i don't really have anything else to say without uh, a couple uh you know plot specifics that we can put in in a brief spoiler section but any other thoughts you guys had on uh, uh mortal uh morty morty com com Mm, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's just draw stars. Uh, I am going to go with a three out of five. I will go with a 2.5. I think I'm going to go with a 1.5. Could have been worse. What did you, what did you <laughs> give uh, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Like a two? I think two. Okay. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, that lines up. <laughs> uh, yeah, could have been better, but wasn't a total disaster. I thought anyway. So. That's the nicest thing you can say. About <laughs> I gave Godzilla vs. Kong two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Let's brief spoilers. If you care and you do not want to be spoiled by Mortal Kombat, check the show notes, skip ahead just a couple of minutes. Um, okay. So Scorpion, what did you guys think of the way his character was used? I mean, did you think he was just going to be absent from the movie? Did you think that the main character was going to turn into Scorpion. I mean, how did you guys feel about the way that that character was handled? Wasn't he in the marketing of it though? I I, I knew he was going to show up at some point, at least. I don't think he was in any of the marketing. Mm. Well, I'm pretty sure someone said that he was, I don't recall seeing a full trailer of it, probably just snippets, but I, I'd always, heard he was going to be in the movie so i mean he is the mortal Kombat character so i mean maybe yeah i mean it would be weird if they didn't have right i definitely thought he was going to uh the main character was going to turn into scorpion i feel like they were hinting at that very heavily yeah and i feel like that was that was kind of a bait and switch you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so then when scorpion does show up He's like, surprise, I'm back from hell. And then he oh, just like opens the can of whoop ass. That It felt very abrupt, though. I mean, doesn't he literally oh, yeah. just come out of nowhere? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, okay, sure. He's like, remember this face? <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of like the silliness of that. Just him just yeah. being like, surprise, motherfuckers, it's Scorpion. And then he Look, just like, I liked... I liked the idea that Scorpion had been roaming hell for centuries seeking his revenge and then returned from hell to kill Sub-Zero. I thought that was like, you know, awesome. But just I, the surprise didn't work. Just build up to it. Do it in a way that where you don't try and pull the wool over my eyes and I'd probably like it better. Mm-hmm. Um, Their fight was pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah, the Sub-Zero I mean, it fight. It was amazing, but it was definitely a highlight of the movie. I I like Sub Zero in the movie too. Like I I like the scene early on in the city where he like freezes the rain and like picks it up and like throws it at the building or whatever. Like I thought that was neat visually. 
Um, and you know, when he like freezes Jack's arms off and he rips them and he like kicks him down off the building, like sub zero, I think was probably the coolest character. Pun intended. Um, Uh, but you know, that's Mortal Kombat. Sub-Zero and Scorpion are the coolest. You know what I mean? So, um, that was one of the highlights, the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight. Um, what Tom, what you, your, one of your first comments was that you don't really get what you want from a Mortal Kombat movie and that's the tournament. Absolutely. Like I kept thinking, I was like, okay, the tourney. Are we just building up to the tourney? What's happening? And it's just like they basically say that there's no rules against what happens on either side of the tournament. So they're like the outer realm people or like trying to track down Earth's champions. But it was like very no, unclear. It's, it's weird because they they basically they do say that they're not allowed to do that. Remember um, what's her face? Uh, big mouth girl, Sonia, Sonia blade. <laughs> no, no, no. The villain. Oh, the Melina, Melina. Yeah. She, she's all worried about it. And it's so weird. It's like the, um, the, I don't even remember the main villain guy's name either. What's his name? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. He's like, oh yeah, well, uh, we'll just do it anyway. You know, it's, it's just like, okay, so you, you're worried about the rules in the tournament, but you just break them at, at other times. It's just so, you know, inconsistent to suit the plot. Um, and I feel like this movie obviously fails so badly in every area other than potentially fighting. Like, why even try to make a story out of this? Just do away with the narrative. No one cares. Give us the most bare bones thing where we're already 90% of the way to the tournament and we get like <laughs> 10 minutes of warm up and then round one, let's go. Uh, you know, that that's the, the success uh, formula for Mortal Kombat in my book. Well, maybe that'll be the sequel, but they had to set up the world first in this one. And they don't even really talk about like, what the point of the tournament is like who holds it? Where does it take place? Why? You know, like it doesn't, it goes through all the effort of setting up all this other stuff, but then doesn't actually explain like why this tournament occurs, where it happens, when it happens, you know, is there, are there other realms or is it literally just a tournament between outer realm and earth realm? Like so many unanswered questions. And the unanswered questions are about the stuff that actually might be interesting, not the stuff that the movie gets into, you know? Yeah. And did you guys love the uh, the stinger at the end character? Can't wait oh, for the sequel. God. Johnny Cage, baby. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Yep. <laughs> Killer stinger. Where are you going, Cole? I'm going to Hollywood. Oh, what are you doing out there? What are you looking for? Not what, who, or something like that. Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Gotta recruit him. It's God. So you know, obviously we gotta set something up. Just like the Sonic movie had to set up Tails being in the next one. Gotta have Johnny Cage. Gotta have something to look forward to. Um, but I just so before we move on, I read some interview 
with a director where he said when they made this movie, they intentionally did not talk about any sequels on set. They just wanted to make this movie as good as it could be. And it's like, that's utter horseshit. This whole movie (laughs) exists to set up the next movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, get that shit out of here. There's no like, okay, sure. Maybe it was a rule not to talk about it on set because you don't want to jinx it or whatever the fuck. But your whole movie is set up, bruh. Yeah, the idea that that's some sort of like artistic stance they took is laughable. It doesn't. It, the movie just doesn't work as a standalone film from a story perspective. Yeah, it has some entertainment value, but it's like more more than any other movie I've seen in a long time. This feels like a setup to a bigger movie. You know what I mean? Like it, movies will do that where they set up, they're setting up a sequel and it ends with some sort of, you know, stinger. Like here's what you can expect next. But usually the movie tries to be interesting or at least coherent on its own. And this movie, I feel like just did not care about doing that. So bummer, bummer in that regard. Uh, that's all the stuff I want to talk about in spoilers. Was there anything else you guys uh, want to mention while we're here? Mm, no. no, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Oh, we didn't even talk about Goro. What did you guys think of Goro? He looked good. <laughs> Could maybe used a little more. I mean, uh, <laughs> his death. Was I was so cool. checked out by that yeah. point. Yeah, too much, too much build up for Goro. Unremarkable. Though. That felt like that felt like fan service. It's like because you know they showed like pictures of like uh, uh, not not hieroglyphics, but like you know artwork, like old artwork that showed like depictions of Goro, and we I think we see his silhouette at one point earlier in the movie, and then when they do finally show him, it's like I didn't mind that fight sequence. I thought it was neat, but. Mm-hmm. He, Goro wasn't cool enough. He wasn't enough of a badass. You know what I mean? I don't even think Goro kills anybody. Maybe some random person. I don't remember who was there when he shows up, but um, a little bit of a bummer. Doesn't Cole? Isn't Cole the one who ends up killing Goro? That's when he yeah, gets. That's when he gets so. his powers, right? That's how his powers are activated. Yeah. Yeah. Blame. He looked good though. I, I thought the way he was animated um, looked pretty good. Special effects on him were uh, were solid. All right. We done with Mortal Kombat? You guys ready to move on with your lives? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably Very never going to so. think about this movie again. It's, it's one of those, you know? <laughs> like, I'm never going to think about Mortal Kombat again. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to what else we've been watching. Um, I don't have much. I'm pretty busy. Watch mostly podcast-related things. So. Three things I can talk about briefly. What you got first? I uh, finally watched 12 Angry Men, the uh, Sydney Lumet classic. Nice. Um, felt like uh, one I needed to see and been putting it off for a long time and finally decided to give it a whirl. It is very good. Um, it's just a classic storytelling, classic, uh, just yeah, like a good solid story, good acting. Uh, it's all 
like takes place in one location, just one room as these uh this jury team just uh goes through a case. And uh yeah, it was uh given all of its constraints and stuff and being pretty simple, I thought it was very effective. Yeah, I, I like that movie a lot too. I've only seen it once. Uh, I think I saw it in college, maybe late high school. I don't remember. Great movie though. I I, I want to revisit it sometime soon, hopefully. Have you seen it, Tom? No. Oh man, what a blind. It's spot. on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> Is it? Nice. Or what? no? Wait. I think I bought it on Prime a long time ago when it was like a few dollars. I just never got around to it. Yep. Aren't they remaking it? Put it on the back burner. Um, they've. I know William They're doing Friedkin twelve angry women. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know feminism. William Friedkin directed one. It's called Twelve. Twelve monkeys. Wait, William Friedkin did a remake of Twelve Angry Men. Or actually, I think he did a TV version of it. I think that's what I'm thinking of. But there's a foreign remake of it from 2007 called Twelve. Oh. I'm pretty sure William Friedkin did a TV version of it. Interesting. I feel like they're remaking it, but maybe I'm maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Um, okay. So that was Twelve Angry Men, and you're you're right, Travis. He did do a a remake of it. it doesn't look like it was a TV version though. No, it was PG thirteen. It was it was theatrical. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Weird. Um, okay, I can go. Uh, I watched two documentaries I'll talk about real quick. No, um, actually, Matt, it uh, won an award for uh, motion picture made for television. It was made for TV. Yeah, But it has... So you can... A, a made for TV movie can be rated PG-13. Doesn't TV have different... I guess. Or maybe I, maybe Google is just wrong with the rating. Wikipedia <laughs> says made for TV. It was on Showtime. It's probably hard to find now. Gotta get, well, that, maybe there's a gotta DVD. get that DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, two documentaries. I don't have much to say about either of them, but uh, I watched Coded Bias. So this is, I believe I watched it on Netflix. Um, it's about, like the the name of the film suggests, it's about uh, bias in, in coding, in technology. So it talks about facial recognition technology and how it's not very good at accurately scanning and interpreting dark-skinned faces. So that's kind of the jumping-off point for the movie. Um Ultimately, ends up being pretty broad. Um, doesn't get into the ramifications of said coding bias as much as I would want to. It just kind of, you know, reveals that it exists and why it exists, but it doesn't really dig deep enough for me um, to be much more than just kind of an interesting watch. Um, but, I mean, if you're not familiar with the subject, I mean, it gets into social media and how um, there's there's coding bias in the algorithms that these social media sites use and just just tech companies in general and uh, 
it's enlightening, but most of it was not new information for me and didn't really dig as deep as I wish it had. So um, worth a watch if it sounds interesting, but uh, didn't Sorry, love it. What was it called? Coded Bias. It's on Netflix, I believe. Um, so I watched that and then other documentary I'll talk about real quick. I think it's technically a TV documentary. I don't know. It's hysterical. You guys know what that is? You might have seen ads mm-hmm. for it on Hulu. Um, it's an FX documentary. So I think on television they aired it over like maybe a couple nights. But it plays like a feature. Like when you watch it in full, it plays like a, a feature documentary. And it's not broken up into episodes on Hulu. Um, but Hysterical is about... Uh, women and in, in in comedy so female comics and about you know so it kind of use it from a historical lens so you get a little bit of like you know some of comedy's uh boundary breaking women like uh like joan rivers and uh kathy griffin you know they profile them and some up-and-coming comics and just kind of the the harassment and the difficulties that women in comedy experience and it's a pretty compassionate, interesting look at comedy. I mean, I'm I'm a comedy nerd, specifically like stand-up comedy. Like I love watching documentaries about stand-ups. I love listening to stand-up comedians talk about doing stand-up. So interesting in that regard. But again, nothing earth-shattering. A little surface level doesn't dig as deep as I wanted it to in some certain topics. But... Um, it's got some really funny comedians in it. Uh, like Margaret Cho is in it. Nikki Glaser, who I like a lot. Um, Bonnie McFarlane, you know, there's some, there's some, some really funny people in this, in this film. So I, uh, it's worth a watch again. Uh, didn't love it though. I think I gave it like a 3.5. That's hysterical. Hmm. Um, Tom, what about you? What's going on? Uh, Sarah and I watched another round last night. Oh, nice. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you saw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. Um, Sarah decidedly did not like the movie. Um, so I think she has some fair, uh, criticisms of it. Like there's, uh, maybe a feminist you know, uh, lens you could see the movie through that would be a little bit less forgiving. Um, and I think there are maybe some relationship things that she didn't feel were very well fleshed out, uh, in the movie to justify some of the, you know, character decisions or motivations or behaviors. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting take on, um, I guess on, addiction and like drinking culture uh, particularly in in the netherlands but i mean easily applicable to the u.s as well uh the performances are good i thought it was really funny um and i think if i had one criticism you know uh, this isn't a spoiler but you know they have this idea that they're gonna keep a certain level of alcohol intoxication to see how it impacts them and uh they decide to up the ante a little bit 
And at one point, they decide to just basically black out. And uh, I thought that that was a little bit less believable because, I mean, anybody who drinks regularly as these individuals in the movie do has had a a bit too much one or two times in their (laughs) life. And the idea that you would like need to see what was going to happen if you drank too much alcohol was, uh, was not super believable to me. I mean, obviously you're gonna, you're gonna make some mistakes. So, uh, the rest of the time they try and take this sort of like scientific approach and they, they log their results and they analyze everything. And, um, uh, so that, that last bit I, I thought was, less believable but um yeah i thought it was a really good movie overall um and uh like i said i thought it was pretty funny too uh in sort of a dark way did you uh, hear that uh they're uh planning an english remake already oh god with leo Uh, right yeah i think he's starring and producing huh what's what is with this trend I don't get this. I mean, who knows if it'll happen? The same thing happened with Jean Dielman like three years ago. And as far as I know, that movie's not. And Tony being Erdman? Made. What did I, oh, I said Jean Dielman. Tony Erdman. Yeah, yes. let's get a remake of Jean <laughs> Dielman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tony Erdman with, with Jack Nicholson. As far as I know, that's not. That kind of fizzled out. I mean, I haven't heard about that movie. And. Because it was like right on the heels of the Oscars that they announced that they were going to do yeah. it. Jack Nicholson was coming out of retirement to do it. So who knows if this movie will actually happen. But I can see it with a movie like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Because number one, it's for a different type of audience. You know, it's a thriller slash almost like an action movie um, that, you know, people who are into those types of movies might not want to watch subtitles for. Also, it's based on a book. So it's like the source material is fair game if you want to make it. You know, off of a. Well, actually, I don't know. It is um is another round uh, book. I have no idea. I'm not I sure. I don't think so. But, but this whole like force majeure to downhill, and then, uh, if this is true, this being done with another round, I I just think it's kind of stupid. I don't know. I think it could maybe be interesting and. It could be uh, like more in line with uh, America, and I feel like we have a pretty big drinking culture here, so it might be a hit just based on that alone and Leo starring in it. So that's reason enough to do a movie, right? Make some money. Yeah, that's why people make movies, right? Just make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't like a money-making type of a movie. You know what I mean? No, I know, but you put Leo in it, and it's based around people getting drunk. I I could see the appeal. Isn't that what we have spring breakers for? Mm, I don't think that really appeals to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess not. I just... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I know. Leo's a pretty big pull, in my opinion. Well, sure, but like... he could do anything. Like, well, yeah. why this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you want to make a movie about excess? Well, they're, they're a dime a dozen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, so that was another round. Anything else on another round? 
No, I don't think so, but I, I, I do think people should check it out. It was good. I'm excited too. I'll get around to it when it's not uh, twenty dollars. It's only five now on Prime. Oh shit! All right. Well, I'll get around to it when it's uh, streaming somewhere <laughs> for free. <laughs> you could, uh, yeah. It, it can wait. At this point, it's I've not, missed the boat. Um, it's so not a I'm must not, watch. Yeah, I'm yeah. not uh, super inclined to. I don't know. It. Some people are really into that Mads Michelson guy, Michelson. They I mean, just need more Mads in their life. He is great. Matt, did he you ever good. watch Burning? Really I know this is ri- kind of random, but no. did you ever watch that? Mm. Oh, really? Still no. Oh, Matt, that's when you should prioritize. Oh, I know. I, just, I see that every time. I see that running time, and I'm like, eh. nah, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> I'll get around to it, though. I know I'll love it. I just... Um, I haven't prioritized it. Seems I like should. another round might uh, fall prey, just like that one did. Probably. Uh, Missed try- it during Cram Jam, and therefore it is to be yeah, forever that's the point. Yep. <laughs> uh, Travis, what else you got? Yep, two more. Two very different movies. Uh, I watched Unhinged. Had to catch up with this one. Um, it was not very good. It is very cliche, very just kind of over the top, and the plot and story are so ridiculous and not very good. Um, I don't know. I You can, you know, if you have low expectations and you just want to watch a movie of this ilk, sure, you can have a decent time with it, but ultimately it, there there's not very many good versions of this movie, and <laughs> this is not one of them like uh it's like a bad falling down kind of i do love falling down that movie is awesome i don't know if either of you've seen it but Mm-mm. Mm-mm. what the the michael douglas classic <laughs> what? no can't say i'm familiar <laughs> oh man Shoot. we we got to do a retro review that would be lots of fun <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, I'm sure you guys have no interest in watching Unhinged. Um, it, it, it is on I Prime do. now for free. Yeah, so. I, I think Haley wants to see it too. So, I might, I might. It's, I guess, it's kind of fun seeing uh, Russell Crowe just be a complete maniac for 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, the movie's not that great. Uh, and then the last thing. As um, Matt's favorite movie of the decade of well the last decade, Cold War finally yeah. caught up with that one. You watched the Criterion, or I did you did. watch it? You didn't watch it in. F- I own the Criterion. I haven't watched it yet. I've only watched the f- the 4K streaming version on Amazon because mm. you can stream it in 4K there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I blind bought the Blu-ray. Last year, some at some point. Yeah, and, I think it was uh, last summer. Had to uh, watch the Blu-ray, of course, and uh, liked it quite a bit. I think I'd maybe even like it a little more on a rewatch. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of artistry on display, and uh, might get a little more out of it on a second watch. Uh, but yeah, I like that it's it's pretty short, but it spans a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it could have maybe even been a little longer. I wouldn't have minded. Um, but yeah, it's only 88 minutes, so pretty short. It felt very similar to the before trilogy, and I'm assuming that's part of the reason why you like it, Matt. Yeah, there's some similarities there, both in like the amount of time it spans and I think ultimately a lot darker than uh, the yeah. before trilogy. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I don't have a ton to say about it. I wish I kind of knew more about the time period. I think that's where some of my enjoyment for it or praise for it would be lacking. It's just um, I don't really know like you know, with the war and all that and the politics, I don't really know too much about that, not that well-versed in it. So I feel like that element was missing a little bit. Um, but everything else was uh, real strong. The performances, I like the ending quite a bit. Um, pretty just, yeah, tragic love story. That ending, I got, I both times, I've seen this movie twice and both times just goosebumps at the end of the movie. It's just so simple and so like dark and yeah beautiful. It, like I, I it is a beautiful it. movie though. For yeah, the black and white looks amazing. Did you love the uh, the recurring uh, the music like the, that one song, the one that's like oi 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 that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean all the music was really good in it. <laughs> Particularly oi 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 though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or whatever. Love it. Yeah. It's it's all it's weird. It's like uh, it's like before. It's like if before the before trilogy took place in the context of Polish American Idol, basically. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, glad you finally uh, caught up with it. Yeah, I do not regret my purchase. So that is a win. Nice. You're next, Tom. Uh well, I'm out of movies. I have been no, watching. No, I meant you're next to see it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We could talk about something. <laughs> um, that would, I think, that would be one. Sarah, Sarah might yeah. like that movie. Yeah, I know. Wait, that's the thing now. Is like anything I'm not reviewing for the show, it's usually something we both have to agree on. Right. Um, but sometimes she doesn't want to watch some slow love story. It's not slow though. Did the, did okay. you hear the word slow come out of uh, Travis's mouth? I don't think, I don't think you <laughs> Believe did. Believe me, I would have. No, but I saw you know. the picture <laughs> of the movie and it looked slow. Cause it's black and white. Yeah. And it's cause it's called <laughs> cold war. There's never been a fast paced cold war ever. It's cold not about money. cold. It's not about the cold. I money. mean, yeah, Tom, on paper or, you know, a screenshot of it, I could see how you could uh, assume that. But it it does span a, long, a lot of time and it's not very long. So it's not really it doesn't really get bogged down as a result. So it doesn't really feel slow while watching it. I mean, it's kind very of like long. a quiet movie. I mean, there's there's music and stuff, but it's there's not any. uh there's not really any action or anything in it, but uh, it is entertaining. It's, it's engaging. Plus, you got well, a better be fancy if it's the TV. best movie of the decade. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that thing's gonna pop on your TV. You just wait. Mm. 
Although Amazon is stupid, you got to make sure that you act, you watch the UHD version because Amazon still somehow separates like the U like it doesn't autoplay the UHD version. Yeah. So stupid. So you got to make sure yeah. when you watch it. Watch Their the audio sucks too. It's like so extreme with the the highs and the lows. Oh, what Prime, you mean? Yeah, I think Prime is actually one of the better ones when it comes to like the really? feel audio like mixing. Rough. <laughs> I don't know. What's yeah, I would in. be. I'd be curious to do a spot check though and see uh, how the 4K stream compares to the Criterion Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, I got. I gotta watch the Blu-ray. Might as well. I mean, I bought it, and it's one of my favorite movies ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> might as well watch the copy I bought. I guess. Um, Tom, did you have anything else? I know we were laughing at you, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've just been watching a little bit of The Mandalorian. I'm probably halfway through season one. It's good. It's relaxing. relaxing. It's a nice, you know, little before bed show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian's cool. I think season two is even better than, uh, than season one. So. Yeah, that's what Zach get, said. Get so. stoked. I'll keep up with it. I'm getting a lot. I mean, there is a lot of Baby Yoda content. I thought he was maybe used a little bit oh, more yeah. sparingly, but nope. He's like the whole show. That's just him and Mando. Yeah. Just two dudes on the run. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Travis, well, that was it, right? That was the third one or was that, that was the second it. one? Yep. Fuck yeah. I'll talk about one other thing uh, that I thought was pretty cool. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's a three-part docuseries a true crime docuseries um sasquatch either of you heard of this no no so i didn't know it existed but mark sasquatch D- oh yeah he's just sasquatch oh i mean i know that but the the docuseries sasquatch did not know oh, that, oh, that oh, was oh. real yeah, yeah obviously sasquatch is real but i was on twitter and mark duplass tweeted like the, the response to Sasquatch has been so overwhelming. Thank you guys so much. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is Sasquatch? And I looked it up, and it's produced by his production company, uh, Duplass Brothers mm. Production or whatever. And it's short. It's three episodes. It's like 45 minutes each. But I think you guys should watch it if you're you know in the mood for like a short little true crime series. But the basic premise is that a true crime investigator – journalist a true crime journalist uh was working on a dope farm in 1993 and these two guys came to where he was staying and they said that they found three bodies that were torn to pieces and that bigfoot did it and that he never forgot it and he uh just decides that he wants to pursue it. So the documentary is him basically as an investigative journalist, like taking that story and getting to the bomb of it. So he's like, we start with Bigfoot killed three dudes and the show just moves from there. So it's pretty good. Pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was really well paced. Uh, I think the payoff is better than you get in a lot of these true crime, you know, unsolved mystery type shows. Um, so I would say it's it's worth a watch. I, I liked it quite a bit. All right. That is Sasquatch on Hulu. I do love Mark Duplass. Uh, for the record, he does not make an appearance, but 
his production company well, made it. I'm so a, there's I'm the a fan of his work. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else before we wrap this one up? No, like but I do wish do that nope. there would be a, an appearance of him wearing that wolf mask. At some <laughs> oh, <point>. Pe- Peach <laughs> Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just do it like a reenactment sequence, but yes. instead of Sasquatch, it's it's Mark Duplass in the Peach Fuzz mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Missed opportunity there. <clears throat> he should introduce the movie. <laughs> what we're about to watch. Some viewers may true. find disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Coming up, um, but doing some light perusing. Um, we've got, have either of you guys heard of The Woman in the Window? Mm. I'm not sure. I've heard of the man in the mirror. Woman in the window is new to me. (laughs) So woman in the window is going to be on Netflix on May 14th. A New York woman living with agoraphobia discovers a violent incident while spying on her neighbors. It's got Amy Adams, Gary Mm. Oldman, Julianne Moore, Anthony Mackie. Directed by Joe Wright. Yep. So that, that's an option. Um, also on May 14th, I don't really know much about this movie, but the poster says from the writer of Sicario. So that's, um, what's that guy's name? Cold River guy. It's uh, like Noah Taylor or something. T- or no, Taylor it's Taylor Sheridan something. something. Taylor Sheridan. You got it. Good memory, bud. Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> so obviously this is going to be huge. Writer of Sicario. Uh, it's got Angelina that- Jolie in it. Oh yeah. I've been seeing that trailer pop up on YouTube. They're like forcing it down your throat and on HBO max. So that's an option. And depending on when we record and if we go to theaters, that saw movie is going to be in theaters, May 14th uh, spiral. Um, and Zack Snyder's new piece of shit, uh, is on Netflix May 21st. So there's some now, stuff is that supposed to be in the like Dawn of the dead universe. Does he uh, just think he's taken over for Romero or something? No, <laughs> I think it's just a zombie movie. I, I God, I hope it's not supposed to be. Guy makes one I mean, remake. It, isn't it called Army of the Dead? Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, in line with the rest, right? Yeah. Day of true. the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. It's right there. Land of the Dead. Yeah. Diary of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a one-trick pony that George Romero guy was. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's great. Um, so to be determined uh, what we are going to review next, but we'll have something fun for you guys. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Go ahead and subscribe to the feed if you don't already so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest in the Digest family of podcasts. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Peace out. Adios. Adios.